Welcome to the Revolutionary Insights Podcast number 24. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, Today's podcast is titled, What Happens When America Falls? You can find the article that the podcast is based on. It's under the Biblical Insights uh, page on the the website. Uh, You can also find on the site my, uh, my books. You can buy them right there. Uh, the uh, latest book is Inside the House of David, which is a commentary in 2 Samuel. Uh, a very relevant book for today's times is Where's the Party? And that is a book based on where the parties stand in relation to the Ten Commandments. You can also find my historical novel, Pericus Fort, which is uh, based on a true story that happened on the Virginia frontier in 1778. Uh, that's good for the whole family, by the way. And I, well, I. I'll say it's very entertaining. At least that's the feedback and reviews it's gotten. Uh, Also, you can subscribe to my website. Uh, You can subscribe to this podcast as well on your favorite platform, whatever you're listening to. You can also find me on Facebook and on MeWe, uh, and both for Revolutionary Insights. Facebook is actually facebook.com slash billhawkins.revolutionaryinsights. Uh, my email address is billhawkins at revolutionaryinsights.com. Uh, now, speaking, go back to Facebook here. Uh, I have been, I posted some videos on Facebook, and Facebook warned me that if I did that, they were not going to let uh, my uh, anybody who is following me, uh, they were going to limit who can actually see that because they did not approve of the, uh, of the material because it did not fit their leftist narrative. So I think what I'm going to be doing, haven't done it yet, but I think I'm going to add another page to the, Revo- the revolutionaryinsights.com uh, website, and that page will be about uh, banned videos. So what I'll do is, if uh, I will put the, I'm going to see if I can try to embed the uh, video onto my website, and then I will refer to those videos on uh, on the um, on my website and uh, post a link to it in, in that way. Uh, that way we'll get around the censorship that the, the left and big tech is trying to do against uh, conservatives and against Christians. And uh, speaking of uh, censorship, and that's the reason, one reason why I'm, I'm talking today, because you know we are obviously, especially Christians, we're under attack in America. And it's leaving a lot of us, uh, well, a lot of people. A lot of people are really kind of distraught. Uh, they have, I've heard people talk about how they're depressed and how they're having a hard time dealing with all this bad news coming out of Washington, D.C. under this uh, illegitimate Biden uh, presidency. So I'm going to talk about it today. And I'm going to actually, I think I'm going to, it's going to be encouraging. It should be encouraging because because we're Christians, and we're not supposed to fear. And I'm going to get into that, and I'm going to get, uh, talk about that as we, as we go along here. But first, let me begin by kind of sharing a story that kind of gets us into the frame of mind that a lot of us are in. Um, and that is, uh, years ago, I was attending a church uh, in Florida. It was a very good church, had a very good pastor. He was a, uh, a great teacher. And uh, so we had a, another person that was in the church that was uh, a prominent member of the church. And he was very vocal, uh, which was in a good way by saying amen a lot, if you will. But anyway, uh, he was very vocal. He had a lot of friends and a lot of people really liked this guy. Well, it came turned out that the uh, there was a problem 
with this person, this man. Eventually, I'm not sure what his motives was, uh, why he was having difficulty. Um, it seemed like there was some jealousy issues going on there. But anyway, this man started giving the pastor extremely hard time. And matter of fact, the man's entire family started giving the pastor a very hard time. And so the, uh, the pastor was you know, doing the right thing by the word of God and such. But this other man, this very prominent member of the, uh, of the church, he had decided that he was going to leave and he was going to take as many people with him as possible. And uh, for those people not familiar with that term in churches, that is uh, it's called trying to split the church. And splitting the church can be a very uh, trying time for churches, and especially for the pastor. So I remember I went into the church one day, and the pastor was in his office. I went in, and, and the pastor looked like he was very distraught. He was, I had never really seen him like that. He was always a pessimist, I mean, not a pessimist, he was an optimist, uh, but he's a realist at the same time. And he was, uh, he was sitting behind his desk, and I could tell he was worried. And I asked him what was wrong, and he said... Well, he said, I was just thinking about we're probably going to have to take some pews out of the back. And I thought it was funny because, you know, the church is pretty much packed. And I said, well, why would you take pews out of the back? And he said, well, you know, Mr. So-and-so is leaving and he said he's going to take people with him. And he said, I'm thinking he'll get at least, uh, you know, maybe, maybe 20 people to follow him to, to leave. And uh, he said, so I don't want the church to look empty. So if we take some pews out of the back, it won't look so empty. And it kind of struck me. I, I thought, well, I actually said this. I said, well, why take the pews out of the back? I said, why, you know, why think he's going to cause so much damage? And of course, he gave his reasons for why he was thinking that way, why he was uh, worried about it, why he was distraught about it. And uh, I said, well, you know, you're looking at this as a bad thing. I said, to me, this is a good thing, because I said anybody who's going to follow that man is definitely not following God. And so if they leave the church, well, they're leaving the church because they are here for the wrong reason. And it's kind of like the Bible talks about the dross coming to the top, uh, which is, you know, you're, you're refining gold. And so the impurities rise to the top. And when they do, you skim them off. And therefore, therefore, you have more pure gold. And that's what I told them. I said, if anybody leaves, I said, I, to me, that's the impurities that's coming to the surface. And let them leave. They're being skimmed off by God. And what they're going to leave is a, uh, is a better church. And it's not a perfect church. There is no such thing as a perfect church. And by the way, if you ever find one, don't join it because you're on it. But anyway, that's the, uh, the situation that he was in. Well, uh, I'm not saying he took my advice, but uh, I'm, I'm sure he prayed about it. And God, God told him, don't remove those, uh, those pews. He didn't. Uh, the man left. He didn't take nearly as many people with him as everybody thought. Uh, the church got better. The church started to grow. And the church now is a uh, very, very large church, doing very well. Started its own Christian school. Uh, it's uh, you know the church came off better as a result of that. Now the point of that story is, is that we don't know the future. And so sometimes when we don't know the future, we have a tendency to worry about things. What if this? What if that? We don't know what's going to happen. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, we get depressed or we let these, uh, these, these dark clouds get over top of us and we are projecting bad things when we really don't know what's going to happen. But anytime God's in control, we don't have a reason to worry. 
And yet yeah, we do. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to I'm going to tell you about what's going on in America, which I think you all know, and how we as Christians should look at this and how we should deal with this. So, because really, because how can Christians keep from getting depressed and discouraged as we witness the dismantling of America and see our country's Christian values and our morals mocked and attacked by those in power, whether they be the, the, uh, the Democrat Party as it stands right now, which if you see my book or read my book, get my book, the uh, Where's the Party, you'll see the Democrat Party does not support but actually opposes all 10 of God's commandments. Um, if you don't believe me, get the book. And if you don't believe me, get the book and argue with me if you want. Uh, you're not going to have much of a leg to stand on because it's pretty plain to see. But anyway, uh, now especially when those powers that be, even the media, the media is all behind this. Hollywood's behind this. The big tech is behind this. They're all fighting God. But especially when we believe that those in power only got there, I'm speaking of uh, Biden and I'm talking about the presidency and even the Senate and the, the House because, you know, did they rig the election? Yes, the election was rigged. That's something that the left doesn't want you to even be able to speak about. Then when we do speak about it, what happens? Then they try to silence us through censorship, anyone who dares to question the legitimacy of that election. So we have seen the evidence of election fraud and that the left is suppressing, and yet there seems to be no remedy to make things right. As Christians, before the election, we prayed that God would keep the man in power who is championing godly values. But did God hear our prayers? It seemed like, well, I don't know, did he or did he not? Because obviously the very person that we did not want to come into power did. And it's like, well, how could God want that to happen? And so we questioned that. So how, how in the world can a Christian be optimistic during times like these? Well, first off, let's pause and let's consider who God is and who we are. First off, we don't know God's plan. We do know that God's ways are not our ways and that God's wisdom far surpasses our wisdom. We also know that God knows the future and that we do not. The only future that we know is what God chooses to reveal to us through his word, the Bible. That means that we know in the last days there's going to be a falling away, and we also know that the globalist will eventually win and take over the world, which is going to end up being led by the Antichrist. We see in our very own country, right here in America, we see the globalist working hard to diminish Christian America. So are we losing the fight? Uh, have the globalists taken over? Have we already been defeated? And has America fallen? Well, the answer to those questions is no, we're not losing the fight. Uh, the globalists have not taken over. They're trying to. Uh, and America has, yet not, has not yet fallen. Uh, but we are, I believe, in the end times. By end times, I believe that it's not going to be long until this globalists do take over and until we do see the introduction of the, of the Antichrist. So let's talk about that for a second. What role does America play in that? Is America in the prophecy? You know, you'll hear different things about that. But this is what I believe as far as, if you look at this, as far as where is America, where does America stand in this? And I believe, matter of fact, that America is the last Christian nation on earth. Now, some people say, well, we're not a Christian nation. 
Our Constitution was written by many Christian men, and these men all believed in the Judeo-Christian ethic. Our Constitution is a very conservative document, and our Constitution also, as the Founding Fathers said, it's only good for a moral people, a moral people based on the morality of the Bible. If the, those people disappear, then the ability to maintain the Constitution disappears along with it. And by the way, you know, we're not the only people that know that. God, does, God knows that. Satan knows that. The globalists know that. You know, so think about that for a second as well. But as a nation, America is the last bastion of freedom. And if America falls, there's no place left for people to go to to escape their own countries. You know, if you notice, people are coming to America, and they're still coming to America. Uh, America is all that stands in the way of globalism and the rise of the Antichrist. So are we fighting a lost cause? After all, through prophecy, we know that the globalist win and the Antichrist will be revealed that he will come uh, into power as the globalists take over. And he will actually solidify his power and take over even, even more. So uh, are we fighting a lost cause? Well, as Paul Harvey, those of you who remember Paul, Har Paul Harvey from his radio show days from years ago, and if you're not familiar with him, look up Paul Harvey, a very good uh, American. But he used to say, and I'm going to try to, I'm a very bad at impressions, but uh, you're going to find that out in one second here. But as he would say, uh, and now for the rest of the story. <laughs> so anyway, forgive me for that poor attempt. But America will not fail because the left has defeated us. And by us, I mean Christians. Let me repeat that. America will not fail because the left has defeated us. Christians, I don't believe, are going to be here when America falls. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6-8 through 8 says, And now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. So who needs to be taken out of the way before the Antichrist can be revealed? Is it America? Indirectly? I would say the answer is yes. However, the correct answer is the church. The church is, is made up of those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. It's not an organized church or denomination. It's made up of individuals who have asked Jesus Christ to forgive them their sins and who put their complete faith and trust in Jesus Christ plus nothing to get them to heaven. Since the last Christian nation remaining is America, who also happens to be the strongest nation on earth, that that nation must be reduced so that an anti-Christian power can then come in and replace it. In other words, the left does not defeat Christians in America. Instead, God removes us through the rapture. Listen to verse 15 in that same book and chapter. It says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or by epistle. As Christians, we are the salt of the earth. Salt is used for preservation. We are the preservation for America, and America will only fall when God removes that preserving effect. Because when America falls, there is no other Christian nation out there. There's no other place for people to flee to. So do you see what I'm, where, I'm, where I'm going with this? The idea is 
that when America falls, we are no longer going to be the superpower, the strongest nation on earth. Uh, and therefore, that's when somebody else can come in and take over. That's when the globalists who have already set everything up to do this, that's when they will be able to take over. And then that's when the Antichrist will be able to come on the scene. So we will not witness the fall of America because we're going to be in heaven at the marriage supper of the Lamb when those that reject Christ are left to pick up the pieces after Christians disappear. So what happens after America falls? I'll tell you what happens after America falls. And it's not going to happen immediately, but right after that sometime, it won't take too long, that's when the Great Tribulation is going to happen. So what happens to end the Great Tribulation? That's seven years of uh, literally hell on earth as, as God is judging. Now, everybody always says, why does God allow this to happen? Why does God allow that to happen? And they all want God to judge, you know, to judge these bad people or, or take care of this problem, take care of that problem. Well, when he does it, it's going to be called the Great Tribulation, and it's not going to be a happy time. It's not going to be a happy period for those people left here on earth. So the Great Tribulation is going to end when the second coming of Christ happens, and we return to earth with him to set up the kingdom of God. Satan has been defeated, along with all his followers on the left and all those who reject Christ. This world system that we're now engaged against, that we're now fighting to try to pre preserve not only this country, but to preserve Christianity, preserve our right to be Christians and such, uh, you know, Christianity is not going to be destroyed. As I said, the world system that we're fighting now is going to be, is going to be falling itself. It's going to fall. It's going to be destroyed. Replaced by the kingdom of God, of which we are citizens. So should we be discouraged because Biden is our illegitimate president? No, because it's all part of God's plan. We're to continue to point people to salvation through Jesus Christ. We're to love our neighbor, and we're to put God first and keep our eyes on him. Focus on what God is doing and not on what Biden and the Democrats are doing. God gave us the formula for what we're to be doing the last days. It's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Uh, and it says, starting in verse 15, See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We are to be an example of Christ to the world. We are to rejoice knowing that God wins. We are to be spiritually united with God through prayer. We are to be thankful because, as Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Keep your eyes on God and be Christ-like. It doesn't matter what the left does because in the end, they lose. Fear not, we are the victors. I want to end this podcast with a song, and thankfully, I will not be the one to sing this song. Instead, this song is going to be sung by Roger McGuinn. Um, Roger McGuinn, you might uh, recall that he was a member of the Birds, the band from the 60s. Uh, and uh, this is a song that I found on freemusicarchive.org. Uh, it was a very good site, and it's, uh, it's, it's public license, so I can share this song. Uh, it's the, uh, you might be familiar with it, and the reason why I want to end this uh, podcast with this song is because the song is The Battle Hymn of the Republic. When I had to see 
the village where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed the faithful light and his troubles with sword. His truth is marching on. Thank you. 